Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with me, Nicholas Feezy. So over the last few weeks, uh, we've been looking at the theme of pilgrimage here at the chapel. To be a pilgrim is to travel with sacred intent, to travel with sacred intent, whether that travel be across land, in our daily lives, or within our hearts. Ultimately, all pilgrimage is a journey towards eternal truth. And this theme has really been shadowing the pilgrimage that Jesus took as he walked towards Jerusalem in the last few weeks before his crucifixion. It's been a journey lived from the heart rather than the mind. One with temptations in the desert as he went along that side of it, where the path was followed no matter what happened. Where Jesus walked towards the cross, as he said, for the joy set before him. And where his shining presence drew crowds everywhere. Nowhere more than on the journey into Jerusalem, where, as we heard in that first reading, he was cheered as a king. And yet, only three days later, he was being tortured and crucified at the behest of the same baying mob. Nothing more fully shows the ups and downs that we can experience on our pilgrimage through life. Often we set our face on a destination. We get ourselves ready. We set off and things seem good, even ecstatic. And then quite often the suffering comes. And Jesus shows us that we have to roll with both the joy we experience and the suffering with equanimity. A couple of weeks ago, we had Zen master Christian Dillo here, and he spoke of the importance of a radical acceptance of what is, no matter if we think it's pleasant or unpleasant. And Jesus is showing that there. He welcomes both the joy of the crowd and the pain of the torture. He doesn't discriminate. They're both part of the path that is set before him. As he says in the Garden of Gethsemane, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. He accepts the path. That painting that I put on the front of our bulletin today is called The Pilgrim of the Cross at the End of His Journey by Thomas Cole. And it shows the cross at the end of the journey but with angels to encourage the pilgrim on the way. And we have to think that Jesus understood this as he went through trial and torture. And the lesson for us is that if we can hold on to what is sacred for us, then we can bear what comes on the way. If we can hold on to what's sacred for us, we can bear what's coming on the way. If we know that the pain that unple- is unpleasant, however, We are kept company by our connection with the eternal. Then we don't turn away in despair. All we have need for is given to us in our life through our connection 
with the universe in the present moment, the eternal. Yes, this too shall pass. And in going through the pain, rather than trying to avoid it, which we do most of the time, then something wonderful can happen. That's not to say that we should seek out suffering, just that suffering is a part of the journey. Christian Dillow gave us that wonderful mathematical formula for suffering. There we are, all the scientists in you, I'm going to give you a mathematical formula for suffering. He said, suffering equals pain times resistance. Suffering is pain times resistance. It is our resistance to pain that causes our suffering. And here, Jesus models that lack of resistance to pain. And so we come to the end of the road for Jesus and also the end of the road for all of us, death. At death, Jesus gave up everything, even his mind's conceptualization of God. Like all of us, he died alone. No one can die for us. We have to do it for ourselves. And Jesus' death was not even sweetened by the consolation that his God was going to save him. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What happens when you die? You know, as a priest, I get often asked this, and my honest answer is, I don't know. But I think that our death is in some way like the experience of meditation, when we're not in our minds, but we're in our hearts, the full being of our hearts, fully connected to the universe, what the Buddhists call the 10,000 things. We're fully connected to the ground of all being, to God. We are subsumed in our meditation, I think in death, by the present moment. It inhabits us. Without, rather than us owning it. And in that moment of surrender, our minds are not involved. We're not even thinking about it. And for me, that moment of surrender is what comes to us in death. We're not in our minds. We are fully connected to the universe. We are truly subsumed into that ground of all being in the form of our body and our minds. And our body does become dust, our body becomes the dust of the universe. And our spirits, connected, continue to join with the spirit of the universe. For me, the mind and the identity are not involved. And here is Jesus fully giving up his identity as the Son of God. His mind cries out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he gave up his spirit. He was subsumed by the universe into that present moment. His body became dust and joined with the dust of the universe. And his spirit also joined with the spirit of the universe. And that is truly the end of the road for all of us. And what Jesus taught was that we have to open 
and be open at every moment to that death in our lives. We have to die in every moment to the past and the present, the future, just as at the moment of our actual death we have to die to our past and our future. It is through this that we make death a lived experience that brings us fully into the presence of life. Jesus' death was alive in him from the moment of his birth. When the kings came, one of the gifts they gave was myrrh, which is what you used to anoint the body after death. So death was there right at the beginning. It's a symbol for embalming. He lived with the presence of death through his healings and his miracles. He is said to have raised people from the dead. And coming to Jerusalem, he was a dead man walking, or rather a dead man riding on a donkey. In short, he was intimate with death. And we are asked to have the same relationship, to let go of our minds and enter into our hearts, to be willing to let go of the past and of the future and to live in the present, to be subsumed by the present moment and so join with the spirit of the eternal. Jesus' pilgrimage to Calvary shows us how this can be done. And next week at Easter, we have the legacy of a life lived in that perfection, the resurrection. Thanks for listening. If you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel, please go to aspenchapel.org. Thank you. And if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly, subscribe to the Aspen Chapel through Apple, Google Play, YouTube, or any other outlet.